From the creator of Dianetics comes a sci-fi flop so epic it'll blow your mind. What is one line you could take from this movie? Well, I guess we could call each other Rat Brain. Rat Brain? Okay, <laughs> even, even that just said like... Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good. Some are great. And many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes. This is Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. Alright, we just watched Battlefield Earth. I'm Bracken. I'm Ben. I'm Billy. I'm Nate. And producer and I'm Danny. Danny. Alright. And, and what an experience that was. So, um, before we even get into the plot, I'd like to talk about the opening credits and just the the uh, the intro. And, and, and I thought I'd start with a quote from Roger Ebert from his review. He says, Battlefield Earth is like taking a bus trip with someone who has needed a bath for a long time. It's not merely bad, it's unpleasant in a hostile way. The visuals are grubby and drab, the characters are unkempt and have rotten teeth. Breathing tubes hang from their noses like ropes of snot. Oh gosh. The soundtrack sounds like the boom mic is being slammed against the inside of a 55 gallon drum. The plot... But let me catch my breath. <laughs> this movie is awful in so many different ways. Even the opening titles are cheesy. Sci-fi epics usually begin with a stab at impressive titles, but this one just displays green letters on the screen and a type font that came with my Macintosh. Then the movie subtitle unscrolls from left to right in the kind of effect you see in, in home movies. And that's kind of how Roger Ebert started off, and I couldn't agree more i mean the, the titles are just cheesy and he totally nailed it he was right. clearly a fan <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely so well let's start by talking about the plot the plot is um legolas teams up with aragorn <laughs> and they fight the clean they get captured by the klingons <laughs> And uglier Klingons. Uglier Klingons. The yeah, the giant rejected, rejected Klingons with uh, six fingers on one hand. Sometimes. I remember, Sometimes. I remember Next Generation, my sister in the late 80s, really having a thing for Worf. Yeah. And now I understand why. Because I get it. he was good looking. Yeah. But these guys were not <laughs> no. good looking, right? They were like knockoffs of Worf. Oh, Kelly yeah. Preston was still pretty even though she had... Yeah, tall. even though... Yeah. <sighs> so, she had nice yeah. teeth. Yeah. Some yes. of them, but that's the thing we mentioned. Some of them had the makeup over their. Not faces. some of them. Everybody was alien-like except for the John two Travolta main characters and... and Kelly Preston. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Everybody else <laughs> looked Whitaker. like Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Even he was like sort of like he everybody was... else had like jacked up face. He was kind of like stuff. he was kind of like in between. Yeah, he's the missing link. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so he had to look like full on like. Aliens, and he looked like half and half, and then John Travolta. Yeah, was John Travolta. Was John Travolta. Yeah. So really, the main character, his name is what is it? Johnny Good. Johnny Good Boy Tyler. Good Boy Tyler. Johnny Good Boy Tyler. Uh, played by Barry Pepper, correct? Right. 
which I thought was quite interesting because just a little background, just to digress from the plot, because there's not much to digress from. But, uh, so in 1998, Barry Pepper does a small little film called Saving Private Ryan. And then the I following year, yeah, I think you've heard of that one. Yeah. I think it got good reviews or something. Following year, 1999, he does another movie called The Green Mile. And then in 2000, he stars in this beautiful masterpiece, <laughs> Battlefield Earth. So like, I, I feel like what you're saying is Barry Pe- Peppers, is it Barry Pepper? Barry Pepper. Barry yeah, Pepper is yeah. in Saving Private Ryan, which we know the cinematographer only got the job because of Cool as Ice. Yes. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and so this is a natural progression for the show. Right. Yes. So from Cool yes. as Ice to Battlefield Earth. <laughs> There's so many six degrees of separation. It's, yeah, it's only like two degrees. But yeah. So. The half a degree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper is in it. John Travolta, main big name on the thing. He's the main yeah. bad guy, and right? And his that was that was a little surprising to me because I had no idea what the movie was yeah. about. He's a villain. His name is it's Curl 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 Turl Turl Turl, and, and the other one's Curl Curl, yeah. played by uh, Forrest Whitaker, is his like lackey, right? But you don't even have to know that though. Like, no, they rarely use their names that I can That's pick right. up. It, it was at least halfway through the movie before you knew Johnny's name was yeah. Johnny. Yeah, I didn't That's even pick true. up on that until we paused it while we were switching the movie, and then I saw his name that said Johnny Goodboy Tyler as his <laughs> character name. Yeah, I don't so think anyone called him Goodboy either. No, yeah, I don't know. No, even have it's, a nickname. Well, I don't know where the nickname came from because yeah. he's always calling him Rat Brain, right? Which maybe that's Cyclo for Goodboy. It was just so <laughs> hard to care about what was happening. Yeah, it was just really, really difficult. It was really absolutely. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about the film, like around the film, uh, like the uh, the awards this film. Oh yeah, oh, yes. the accolades of this film. I know we were talking about the plot, but we're gonna back up a little bit. This is an award winning film. <laughs> <laughs> All it, the best ways, right? It I... swept the two thousand Razzies. So I believe they got five Razzies. I thought it was they were nominated for eight and they won seven. Okay, that well what they can't was. even fail properly, right? Yeah, <laughs> but it was like <laughs> worst <laughs> film, worst <laughs> actor, worst cinematography, or sorry, worst screenplay. Uh, I don't remember. Everything major, they were the worst of. Okay, then seven years later, or a few years later, there is the the Razzies for worst of the decade and it wins worst picture of the decade worst film of the decade um the stinkers which are now extinct the predecessor to the, the predecessor yeah. to the razzies named it as the worst film of the first hundred years of cinema so some good accolades but to be fair there are some actual award winners involved with this film the director um what's his name christensen uh yeah roger christian roger christian Christian. sorry he uh won an oscar for star wars uh for set design he was the set designer and was nominated for an academy award for alien he's uh again a set designer like a a production designer he's an artist well george lucas kind of referred him to be get this yeah. plot as the director. Right. Because he had just worked with him with on Phantom Menace, right? Right. 
Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, he has been around film. He's got awards and everything, but this was his first time actually directing a film. He was, I think he was, uh, uh, B, what do you call it? The, uh, second unit. B-team second unit. Director. Second unit director on Phantom Menace, <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. But this is his first primetime director debor- debut. Debut, yeah. Yeah, kind of shows. And, yeah. and he really likes the wipes, you know, from Star Wars, yeah. but there, yep. you see, like, the central wipe in this movie. <laughs> almost, exclusively. Well, exclusively. actually, that's not true. Yeah. There was one that was not <laughs> central <laughs> wipe. Outside in. It was, yeah. To close <laughs> the, the movie, end, yes. it closes from the outside in. These yes. are the world's slowest wipes. Oh, man. <laughs> They're, like, ten seconds of from the middle going out, sometimes with green... Like glowiness on the edge of the wipe as it <laughs> sweeps out yeah. to the next scene. Um, the film itself uh, is almost entirely shot on Dutch oh, angles. Uh, why, why don't you tell us what Dutch angle is? A Dutch is? angle is when you tilt the camera. So instead of being lined up straight like you would expect, it's just tilted at an odd angle. And this one is tilted at every angle yeah. in every direction. There's uh, it's completely inconsistent. I was trying to pay attention. I think the only time it wasn't at that angle uh-huh. was when you were looking at landscape. Yeah. I think that was the only right. time that Library it was not. Congress, and, Fort Knox. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. It's, yeah. and filmmakers tech usually use that for horror movies to mm-hmm. make the audience feel uneasy. And you know what? It worked this, this time, too. It made yeah. you uneasy. It the made whole... you pull out of the movie. Yeah. And he would often, you know, he'd do one angle to the left, you know, where the, the screen is tilted to the left. And then he would, the next shot would be tilted, tilted the opposite way. So it was very it, inconsistent. It was not congruous. Yeah. And it would just pull you out of the movie and just kind of make you feel, un- it just didn't work. I mean, yeah. you, you literally spend your the whole movie with your head going back one and forth. Other, yeah. So you doing this? I, well, I was just thinking. You know, they sometimes will put the, the camera on the crane uh-huh. that's on the um, the dolly, the dolly, the cart thing. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it broke, <laughs> and, and, they, and it was they just didn't have the budget to make the best of it. <laughs> so they filmed it, and they're like, "Let's turn it around," and then they, and then they filmed it that way. That's, because... that's probably. Do you know what it it really made me? Uh, it reminded me of is when Instagram came out and all of these teenage girls are taking these selfies and they're always High at an angle. angle. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's because, mm-hmm. look, I, I mean, I took photography in, in school, in uh, high school and college, and we talk about uh, Dutch angles in photography because it, it gives a certain angle. It's artistic and stuff. And it's like people recognize that tilting the camera is artistic, but they don't understand the reasoning behind it, right? And so... Just like every teenage girl on uh, Instagram doing their little crooked selfies because that's it's fancy, because cool. it's cool and artistic, and this is what happened on this film. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel, too, like a lot of this movie, it wanted to be epic. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it it's competing with Star Wars or, you know, so they're setting up a universe, Mm -hmm. you know, and they make it clear that this is only one planet that is taken over by these, the cyclos, the aliens, right? So there's all this world building and they're trying to set it up, you know, that even like the way that they film the, the landscapes and there's like these long sweeping shots to establish like, here's how horrible things are or here's how great things are, but it just never comes together. It's just... It's like he read, like, the, you know, epic movies for dummies, and then was like, okay, tilt camera, 38 degrees. Okay, right. done. 
Okay, get really tall people and put lots of makeup on them. Done. Yeah. Uh, um, make sure that the lighting is extremely moody. There's yes. two colors in this. There's golden when you're in the human outside world yeah, and, and, and blue. blue when you're not. That's yeah. it. That's all there is. Yeah. There was so much hair in this movie. Yeah. Let's just talk about the hair yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I was watching this movie thinking that Hollywood must have run out of wigs like for the next three years and <laughs> for other productions because there was so much hair and there were dreadlocks on everybody, and even there were dreadlocks on on necks. Yes, and they yeah. were not glued well. No. I, I think someone called that out. Yeah, uh, I can't take credit for that, but you're you're right. Uh, the dreadlocks were everywhere, uh, and it was just even the humans had lots of hair, and then yeah. the, but sometimes they would be clean shaven, and it just didn't make overly sense. clean shaven. Overly right. clean shaven. I'm not going to name. Names Barry Pepper, but you know some of them. I had, just don't think he grows facial uh, he hair. Kind of, okay, I won't. I won't That's a, and they were—he was—he was also very artfully clean. Yeah, yes. they were yeah. very artfully yeah. like dirty, like movie dirty, mm-hmm. not like real dirty. But he didn't even have that. No, yeah, he was yeah. just like just his beautiful blonde Legolas locks. Yes. Yeah. With his which, braids. Which at one point he cuts one off. That's supposed to be somehow meaningful, <laughs> symbolic. But like, which I don't know if that was like. It's, so this is gonna spoil the movie, but like, okay. do you notice like he cuts that off and then he hands it to the guy who ends up blowing himself up on the planet, right? So right. I don't know if that's like in three in the year three thousand, if that's like the short straw, like well, I'm gonna cut off my short dread, and this is you now need to go <laughs> no, commit suicide on an alien planet. Like so, I don't understand all the inner workings. That was so the guy who got his head blown off in the scene before that was that guy's friend. Like he at least no, yes, he, yes. he reacted yeah. the the worst, right? I don't know if it was a like here. I'm I'm sorry you lost your friend. Have my have hair. My hair, but like it's like a Samson thing. <laughs> right. Like I'm losing. I'm giving my power to you. So I, I just want to point out that there is, I think, supposed to be some kind of dynamic there with that guy having lost his best friend or whatever, yeah. and then that's why he sacrifices himself at the end to yes. like to survive pay. the whole thing. Yeah. Completely not there. The whole redemption thing <laughs> probably lasts about forty seconds. Yes, yes. right. Because like you don't, you never see this character. The kid who yep. gets his head blown off. Right. He's a throwaway as a threat to the main character's girlfriend. Yeah. They blow his head off, and this other secondary secondary character, who's somebody who you would never even notice, didn't even know. He's just a dude in the background who freaks out. So, then there's there's some of like best friends. Right. But, but that whole scene is over in about twelve seconds. Yep. Then there's about 18 seconds of, uh, you know, Goldilocks cutting his, his, his one dread off, handing it to him. And then there's him at the very end of the movie snuggling the nuke on an alien planet and then, like, looking forlorn, but also, like, a little bit of redemption. Kind of like right. Bruce Willis's character at the end of Armageddon, like, right before. Right. Yes. He, you know, like, I'm sure they didn't show it in the movie, but I'm sure what went through his mind is just rapid fire snapshots of his life with his right. buddy <laughs> who got his head blown off and then it ignites that, that candle. Plays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, I, I think uh just to get back to basically this the storyline. Yeah. So um and and you know they're trying to set up like this whole epic thing because it's based on a novel and it's only half of the novel. Right. So they were totally mm-hmm. trying to set up for a sequel. Um Though I would like to point out that it doesn't feel like I would be expecting a sequel after Absolutely this. Absolutely not. I mean, it was a very definitive finish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just like John Travolta, armless in jail, 
Is in, that, it in jail, out, yeah, it pans right. out like the, how he's in the other alien planet is completely, completely destroyed. One destroyed. small atom bomb. There's like no yeah. insinuation that there's any there's going to be any other threat right. coming to the Earth. Yeah, I mean, even that it it, it it's just hinted at the end. It, it was right. like if there are others, right? And I and, and I don't understand how that was a threat to him or why they would keep him around. Like it was leverage he's going to dissuade them. Like they care. Like. Hey, we'll give you your one-armed guy back and all of this gold if you just leave the planet alone. Like the one-armed guy who, yeah. by the way, they didn't even like in the first place. The Cyclos didn't like. Yeah. They, they, they basically <laughs> bored him on this planet. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we, we forgot so, to mention that he's working for the man, the, yeah, corporation, the corporation, or what do they call it? The home office. The home office. The home office. <laughs> yes. And it's all about profits. Uh, I, it, at the point uh, you get to a point where you just really don't care about the plot. Yeah, <laughs> I was sitting there just wondering when was when was this going to end? Right, and it, it end now quickly. Uh, maybe we should just kind of jump past the plot. Yeah, and just kind of talk uh, just shortly about how this came about. Okay, uh, John Travolta and his dream, and you know all this. That's way more interesting than the I movie. I think so. I think it is more interesting, yeah. and just how someone's dream. You know, you often will hear about. Well, so and so had this vision, and they they got it got it from the story, and it became a great big hit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the origins of Star Wars or something yep. like that. And this is an example of where the complete opposite happens, mm-hmm. right? There's a passion project, and it doesn't go right. Yeah, it's a Travolta loved the novel and for years wanted to make it. Yeah, forever, forever he wanted to make it. He sh- he he pitched it to studios, and studios said. No. My understanding is, is that it, the novel came out in the early 80s, 84, uh-huh. L. Ron Hubbard. And at that point, uh, John Travolta was much younger, and he was wanting to be the lead. He wanted to be, uh, wanted to Johnny, be Johnny Goodboy. Johnny, Johnny Goodboy. Johnny Goodboy at that right. point. And Tyler. by the time Tyler, okay. that he was able to finally have enough clout <laughs> to make this work in the you know late 90s, you know he's much older. He's decided, you know I still want to be a part of this. I love this so much. I'll be the villain. Right. And... Just to get back on him a little bit, I found that his voice, I mean, he's, he's not a really smart villain, right? Mm-hmm. He's kind of, I, I, I know it's, it's a little somewhere. bit of a mustache twirler. Yeah, he is kind of a mustache yeah, twirler, is, yeah. right? Uh, and he's not really... He doesn't sound tough. No. He doesn't. He no, has yeah, well, the... So when, he, when he's speaking Cyclo... Right. They do yeah, something that makes his tough. voice sound a lot deeper, and he sounds like threatening. Very yeah. guttural. Yeah. But then it goes to... Just John Travolta, and yeah. it's like, I'm destroyer of the planet. And then it turns to human. He's like, okay, guys, we're going <laughs> to. I can't like, believe you're trying to double. Jinkies, let's go get home office. There's some really interesting choices that he's making <laughs> yeah, in his character. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> usual because John Travolta is a pretty good actor. Yeah. And he's just, for whatever reason, there's I mean, some he's weird played choices. villains where he's been just a regular mean guy yeah and he was way more successful as a bad guy and well, he the bad guy yeah. in broken arrow yes i was yeah. that's yes. what i was and, thinking and of it was, it was arrow. totally believable it's like yeah you know, he's just this is the crooked general or whatever it's been forever since I've but seen this it, is like, like danny zuko uh yeah. <laughs> well and he the other thing that i thought was just a weird choice he is constantly laughing yeah. like maniacally well, laughing I, I want to say something about Go please ahead. do please do so, <laughs> sorry this this is a bit of a tangent like, that's okay deep cut backstory <laughs> several years ago I went to my parents house for Christmas and this is this is what launched the bad movies with watching with my brother so it was, it was Christmas time my brother and I like, couldn't sleep wherever we're at my parents house they have satellite TV so you know a million channels 
and we stumble across this movie called Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. I will not recommend it for the podcast because it is it is it's just painfully bad. Like, we didn't watch the whole thing, and I was like, we should try and catch it. And my brother was like, no, no, I don't even care how it starts. But like, that is literally almost literally the only stuff Santa Claus does in that movie is he just kind of goes, <laughs> he laughs. That's like almost. I mean, he does talk to the kids, but like. He just laughs the whole and so this reminded me of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. We're like, oh crap, we don't have any good dialogue. Maniacal laugh. Yes. <laughs> this movie kept reminding me of other movies yes. only, that were done better. Yes. Uh, you know, from the Klingons to I don't know, there's different scenes. But the Matrix. Yeah. The Matrix yep. in one scene. Uh, even Clockwork Orange in one yeah. scene. Uh, where he's getting, Lord of the Rings. Where he's getting the visuals into yes. his eyes. Uh, and then the ships, which hadn't come out yet in Minority Report. I felt like some yeah. of the ships in Minority, maybe it was were way better minority. in Minority Report than Way these. better, yeah. but I, I thought, man, there were some similarities all over the place. It was really interesting. Yeah. I feel like this had bad, bad CGI, bad, it bad did. special effects. So it came out in 2000. Uh, Jurassic Park came out in 1993. Well, I mean, Phantom so, Menace came out the year before. Right. And so uh, the world was able to do good CGI yes. in 2000. Um, this was not good. This is just back to the problems in production yep. and the budget. And mm-hmm. uh, this was not produced through a main studio. So talk about the budget. So franchise pictures... Yep. Uh, which specialized in pet projects. Pet, pet projects of celebrities. They were ultimately the backer, and they had some financial sh- shenanigans going on there. So, yeah. turns out they were the real villains in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they were the Cyclops. They were the home office. Yeah. <laughs> so the original studios who had the opportunity to take on this project estimated that it would cost $150 million to make, and they weren't willing to put up that money. So then, what was the what were they called? Franchise, Franchise films mm-hmm. comes Franchise and they're like, okay, we'll do it. You know, you got to take a pay cut, but we'll do it, right? Travolta took a pay cut. Yeah. he actually put some of his own money in, yep. about five million, five from million. what yep. I read, anyway. And they, uh, this is the interesting thing to me. I don't know how this works. He pays five million of his own money and takes a pay cut. Uh, they initially say that the budget of the film's a hundred or is seventy five million so half of what uh, a big studio was was thinking it would cost um it turns out that 35 million of that 75 million was just pocketed by franchise (laughs) (laughs) yeah so they over uh over reported the actual budget of the film and pocketed the money which ended up getting them sued later and then they went uh, bankrupt bankrupt So the actual budget of the production budget of the film, or the actual budget of the film, was for like forty four thousand or forty four million. Sorry, forty four million. Like forty four thousand. Forty four million less, but it, 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 it was. But then it's very it's in dispute how the, much they actually spent. The right. cinematographer, I was reading uh, a quote from him. He said he's never done a film with less lights. Than this, he I could says, explain the two color. He tones. said yeah. he worked on a film that had a budget of two point seven million dollars and had twice as many lights as he had on this film. He said after, he said the actual production budget was probably twelve million dollars for actually making the film. That's that's not paying the actors. That's after paying all of the actors. Um, so Travolta took a pay cut, which he normally got twenty million dollars for a film. S- supposedly he took a pay cut. Um, 
plus he put five million in of his own. I wonder what he actually got paid. He probably got paid. Maybe he didn't take a pay cut. He got paid you know? in passion. <laughs> I don't know. But they, I mean, it's like $30 million went to paying actors and the rest of it was for the production. So then you get no lights. You get barely any. But you get lots of CG. hair. Lots yeah, that's of right. Lots of hair. Lots of hair. They're giant moon boots. Yes. Oh, boy. Well, so, I mean. So, and they're all on stilts. They had me on stilts. Yes. Everybody Four is. foot yeah. stilts. Yeah. Well, it, it, it seems like they didn't realize production-wise, they were out of money. Because there were right. some practical things that were actually really cool. Like, right. there were some practical ships yeah. that looked okay. Yeah. They actually looked really cool. Yeah, you know, they would interact with them. Some of the props were okay. Um, there was a ton of costuming. Like, how many yeah. of those cyclos were like... Yeah. So you're talking about, like, 1,500 stilts right. for all these dudes to be about a foot and a half taller. Um, and some of them, like we've said, were fully Klingoned out. Like their faces full were facial were prosthetics, full, yeah. everything. Yeah, and it moved with their mouth. Yeah, so I mean, like, it's it like looked pretty good for the it most was part. Fairly good, you know. Um, enough hair, whatever, yeah. to put RuPaul's Drag Race completely right. to shame. <laughs> yeah. Did you see their hand hair too? Yeah. That, yeah, hand hair. So let's talk about their hands for a second. So. <laughs> So <laughs> it kept coming up as we were walking. It, right. Yeah, it, it was, was just distracting. It was embarrassing. So in some scenes, John Travolta's character, and he was really the only one that I really noticed it for. Yeah. Sometimes one of his hands would have five fingers, and sometimes it had like this little vestigial pinky thing. Yeah, and it was pure latex. Yeah. Like, and th- it was about they're about two inches longer. Right, and to, really to make them. Yeah. Well, to make them look big, right? Because they're jelloey. Yeah. They're supposed to be, the cyclos are supposed to be like a foot and a half, two feet taller than these, than the average human. They're right? supposed to be nine feet tall. I they're think huge, is what they are. right? Yeah. And than so, the man animals. Yeah, right. than the man animals, yeah. So that explains like the huge moon boots, which obviously are hiding their stilts, and yeah, then their huge gloves. Oh, the, the thing is, the, the boot part of their boot was, I mean, it looked like they had coolers stuck to their feet. Yeah. They were just so enormously yeah. wide. Sorry. Yeah, that's but so then they've got these yeah. gross hands. Yeah, which flex weird. Like they, when they push buttons, they, they like somebody <laughs> had to have known. Like, <laughs> like they did so many close-ups of his hands doing things yeah. that, I like, feel, if you're gonna have, like, if you're gonna make the hands be one of the stars of the show, yeah. like, give them some real hands or get like a dude that gets to be the onset hand model. That pushes buttons and grabs things. Yeah, like somebody who's as big as Andre the Giant or something. Yes, like just literally, just like put some press on nails to make him look huge, Remember and like you do were it. Doing a manicure. <laughs> yeah. like, that was yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. The cyclo like, like social grooming. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. I I, mean, I feel like for story. the uh, production designer uh, Patrick Totopoulos, who is successful. He did the. Uh, what movies? Oh, I Am Legend and um, the Underworld, Underworld series. Okay. I mean, he's he's good. And obviously, we, we can see where he went in. But I can imagine... He likes black and latex. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can imagine uh, this thing where they're showing these hands so much. And he's like, dude, these are not meant to be seen. This is not the way that you told me they were going to be seen. We did not build them for these. And they're like, oh, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And he's like, no, it's... It's not, you know. You know well, how we have like knuckles up here that bend, right? They do not. No, like, they don't. Well, it's you know, it's they've got a couple of short knuckles and then a really long one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With big nails. 
<laughs> kind of like yeah. their knees. Yeah. They have short upper legs and then these really long Super lower legs yeah. because they're standing on stilts. Oh, man. You know how sometimes movies are so bad that you enjoy them? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is not one of those. This movies. isn't. No. This is a movie we had to cover because of its accolades of being like so the bad. worst so film bad. ever. Yeah. So we had yeah. to watch it because it's one of those films you have to watch to say you've seen it. And I kind of want, yeah, I did want to see it. Right. I hadn't seen it before. This is my first time seeing it, and it will definitely be my last. Yeah. I had not seen it either, and I'm definitely glad I did not watch this alone. Yeah. I think I would have gone to bed angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah. I would yeah. not yeah. have finished it. It's no. You're never going to get that time back from your life, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of the first things I said after. I was like, unlike Cool as Ice, I will never watch this Right, movie that's again. right. Right. Uh, but, uh, I know we don't want to talk too much about the plot, but some things were just we could talk of, so, there so ridiculous enough, yeah, about the humans. Yeah. So it takes place in the year 3000? Is that yeah. what the green text It's literally the subtext. That's yes. the subtext yeah. the, Saga the, of the year 3000, I think it says. So so it's, uh, uh, the cyclists have conquered Earth at some time in the past. We're assuming... A thousand years ago. A yeah. thousand years. So humans are basically down to, like, kind of hunter-gatherer. And uh, where Johnny comes from... Yeah, he lives in this cave village thing, uh, and the elder of that village, I was super excited to see because he is—I um, don't know his name, but he's—he's he's in a bunch of movies. He is like the know. Nazi bad guy that Indiana Jones goes over the cliff with in the tank. Oh, is it in Last Crusade? <laughs> okay, and he's in uh, like the Sum of All Fears. He's like the Russian behind the scenes guy. Like he's, Michael Byrne. Yeah, he's, okay, he's awesome, and he was so underutilized. Yes, it is. Movie. I totally didn't yeah. recognize him before. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a great face. I kept thinking, I know this guy from somewhere. He is a great character actor, and, and he he didn't disappoint. No, no, he was great, and he no. was yeah. not. He was not in it. The thing is no, that no. in his part of it, the film was fine at that point for the most part. You know what we talked about? We talked about yellow and blue lighting. Yeah, he was in the yellow. Every time they were out in like an actual nature, it was normal. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nice amber tones, but, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't too yellow. Wasn't too. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, but uh, so the humans are kind of back to hunter gatherers because it's been, I guess, a thousand years. And but the weird thing is, while they have regressed, they still have all of the weird, like, kitschy sayings, like the grass is always greener, right. and everybody understands that piece yeah. of cake, piece of cake. Piece of cake. And, but yeah. but they'll also randomly just go, yeah. So like, like they just couldn't really decide on what side of the coin they wanted these regressed humans to land on. And so they're so that. Let me just tell you. About this oh, oh, oh thing. So, you know when the... Uh, uh, something occurred to me near the end of the film. Uh, you know how when the cyclos talk, you, you're hearing them all talk and stuff, and then they do this kind of transition where it switches into English so that we understand yeah. what they're saying? I wonder if the humans were actually always just going, oh, 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 and they were transitioning to English that we could all understand. I, I think that's what it was. It was very similar to like the original uh, Planet of the Apes, yeah. where the humans didn't really understand, you know, didn't yeah. speak, but right. they could kind of talk to each other. And okay. so I could buy that. Counterpoint. Yeah. It's just, Counterpoint. It's just it wasn't well. It didn't come across well no, because right. of the direction. It of was the weird. Play. Probably should have established that at the beginning. Yeah, having them talking in gibberish, and then it's like, and then switch then, to it, right? Yeah, then, then, but Johnny, um, so they're. So they're not primitives, whether they've lost language or not. Um, <laughs> and uh, Johnny gets put in a magic machine that makes him smart. He's it the only one. Beams the 
all of the knowledge of everything into yeah. his brain yes. through his eyes. Yes. Right. So he gets beamed Neo style, I guess. Right. Like yeah. I, I was hoping he'd come out and say he knows Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. But, but, yeah. like, no, but he's he came out and says, I know Euclidean no. geometry. <laughs> it's not <laughs> nearly is, as cool. Right. He comes out, you, this is a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> trying to help us. This will help us. <laughs> so, I mean, I could kind of buy that that, uh, that, that deuce act start machina of yeah. him suddenly becoming smart. I mean, clearly though, like, I just can't buy the ooh-ooh-ooh is how humans communicate, yeah. right? Because like, okay, at some point during the movie, they have seven days to retake the planet. <laughs> Based on one Johnny Goodboy Tyler knowing Anything. how to read. Right. So, you know. He catches him up to Reading speed. Rainbow is right. It is like, it is an unlock to everything. He read the Declaration of Independence. He, so he, manages, he manages to teach a small group of people with ooh, ooh, ah, ah. How to fly Harrier jets. 1,000-year-old Harrier, year Harrier jets. How to arm nuclear well, How to arm nuclear weapons. But there was a simulator, so they all got to get in there <laughs> and, power. and learn it within yeah. a couple and of days. when and they, they first find the simulator, they're all, like, poking it with, with yeah. their spears yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, ooh, 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 like cavemen. Yeah. But it's, it still has power. Still has power. The paint on that thing... Perfect. I mean, it looked like it came straight <laughs> off of the production line. There was no dust on that. No. No. But but again, somehow ooh, ooh, oh, oh, turned into Fox One. I'm shooting down the cyclo <laughs> ahead of me. I've got radar lock. I'm going. I'm going to count down from five to zero to blow the dome right. so that the gas drones don't come kill us. Yeah, I don't I've speak got, ooh ooh ah uh, ah, uh, but that feels that like was, a little bit I've of a stretch. that I don't think is magic. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> well, that's another thing. At the beginning of the movie, they're like, "Oh, the gods and the demons." Literally, in the space of about a week. They go from using all of this ancient technology, everybody's cool with it. Yeah. yeah. And the cities, like the old destroyed Denver, is where this takes place. Right. But that was built by the gods. And all the yeah. statues are the people who turned to stone because they saw <laughs> yeah. the gods. Yeah, the gods punished <laughs> and them. mannequins in the mall. Right, and the mannequins <laughs> in the mall. Right. Well, I mean, so. I have, I have not read the book, so I want to. I wonder in the book if the, enough time elapses in the book for that to be realistic that the humans gain enough knowledge to. To, to revolt but it's like you know from the beginning of the movie so he's out hunting i think right mm-hmm. and then he meets with uh michael, was it michael burr is that his name yeah tells him like aragorn no no no, 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 no. that's the, the old the, man the no old i know man. but uh, I'm, I'm saying this is the aragorn oh, this to is his where legolas he yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he goes he goes out uh he wants to find more he's like this this sucks basically and so he goes out like and he runs into two other guys at an old putt putt. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's that's Aragorn. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. he meets him. And he meets the Aragorn guy, the old putt putt. And I thought it was great that when he was going to attack them, because they were going to fight each other, that he picks up an old, like, Golf club. sand wedge or yeah. putting wedge. And, uh, but they go from this, in the space of, like, what do I want to say, like, 10, 20, 30 seconds of, like, being enemies... To being like best friends. Yeah. They're like, we gotta hunt, we're not gonna fight you because we gotta get some food. So he happens to have like a dead raccoon or rat or something yeah. on his horse. And he's like, well, show me the gods. And then they go to this abandoned mall. But they're suddenly like best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Lifelong friends for the rest of the time. For the rest of the movie. That's, yeah, that's his Aragorn to his Legolas. And then there was, 
Because he looks we, just like Eric. We talk a lot about the Klingons and, and yeah. mild Star Trek references. There's that other guy who was like the gang leader in the prison, who our Legolas guy. Who oh, from, from Braveheart? Yeah. yeah. So, no, 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 no. It was guys. the other guy. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Yeah. This is the other guy that was like, it's the, the black haired dude. Oh, yes. The black haired yes. gang leader guy that, that Johnny defeats I in, the first. Food, in the food fight yeah. for this. Matrix style sludge yeah. food. Yeah. They literally like vacuum hose into these troughs. Yeah. It's like green mashed potatoes. Yeah. But he comes to the mountain where they're supposed to, to mine the ore, <laughs> and he's the one that John Travolta throws off the cliff with a really bad green screen. It was yes. terrible. <laughs> it's the slow forever fall where he's like yeah. swinging his and arms then they and show his the legs in there. Exact same thing. Like it cuts away and it goes back and it's like it's the same. He's still falling. <laughs> it, yeah. And, oh man. But he was the red shirt, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. We already talked about the guy whose head explodes, and we have we have no emotional no right, connection. No couldn't care less. Nobody. We have no connection to this gang leader guy either. Yeah, and I don't know why Johnny does. Yeah, uh, I don't know right. why. Uh, I mean, other than just in general, you don't want to see people's heads blow up. Right. But like, why would you? Like, why would he? I'm like, what connection does he have to this guy? <laughs> I mean, and, we in, in in Cool as Ice, we gave that movie a lot of crap for jumping from A to Z a lot. Yes. This jumps from like A to sixteen, like straight out of the letters and jumps straight to numbers, because you know again they're like ooh ooh ah ah to flying Harrier jets and taking down Cyclos, who in missile lock shooting down the in the movie you learned that they they conquered Earth in nine minutes. The fight scene at the end of the movie lasts about twenty eight minutes. <laughs> And nothing happened. And so, yeah, 28 yeah. minutes, the Cyclos versus cavemen. I mean, and, and the Cyclos are equally genius, galaxy-conquering species, but are the dumbest so animals dumb. on Earth. Like, they, there's this whole subplot where they're trying to train up Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Goodboy Tyler to go mine gold. I mean, again, this is subplot you don't care about, but... They're, they're training him up. And it, again, everything just happens so fast. Everything, it's, it's like, I'm spying on you. Oh no, now I've been spied on. And now I'm turning on you. And then you've turned on me. And I don't speak English, but now I speak English. And like everything, it just jumps forward. It just cuts I forward off, so much. I shut off your arm. You don't care. Yeah, yeah, you didn't even <laughs> flinch. No reaction. That's <laughs> his hand. He just is like, oh, sorry that I betrayed you. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, maybe that's why their hands look so rubbery is their entire bodies are just prosthetics. <laughs> right. The head literally just flies off and the tentacles become, it's just like a <laughs> sentient squid that is riding on top of this humanoid form. Oh, man. Well, yeah. That's probably giving it too much credit. I, <laughs> with that whole subplot, I also, I didn't understand why. So yeah. there was a pro, there was definitely, like, this profit motive. Yeah, like, this getting gold. business was bad. Mm-hmm. The, the home planet's the home office. And why is yeah. gold their yeah. thing that they... Right. Well, 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 it doesn't matter. Uh, well, so, and so we're a thousand years into this. The Denver Library still has some really great... Well, well-preserved copies of books, even though like there's a hole in the ceiling. Right. And this is Denver, where it snows. <laughs> the Library of Congress is still standing. Yep. Fort Knox, which you know they're obsessed with gold. Fort Knox is still there. Which Johnny learns by being beamed into his eyes that Fort Knox exists. Well, so this is knowledge that the Cyclops gave yeah. him. So why didn't they go to Fort Knox? 
was possible. Remember how John, remember how John Travolta takes him to the library and right. leaves him there for a while? So maybe, maybe, benefit of the doubt, he learned about it while he was at the while library. While he was at the library, yeah. Because like, maybe the Cyclos can't read English. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Cyclos really think of the humans as animals. Like, they don't think that they're... Mm-hmm. They can't even shoot guns. They, yeah, they can't yeah. shoot guns. They, they they're shoot they're guns. beasts of burden, even. They can't even... Like, the idea of training a human training them, is Yeah, training ridiculous. them to mine. But they'll have him come in and, and take out an arch, a supporting arch in the room because John Travolta hit his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what I'm trying to get at, is, like, there's so many things where it's, like, they're, they're trying to establish one thing, and then they do the exact opposite of that in the very next scene. Like, yeah. humans are too dumb to train. Oh, we're gonna bring some humans in that we have trained to knock down this pillar <laughs> to be helpful. And you know, the 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 we've been here for a thousand years. We don't know anything about humans. Obviously, they did some kind of recon because they yeah. managed to take everything out nine strategically minutes. within nine minutes. But we don't know anything about humans. They obviously have all this advanced technology, yet can't think to maybe train some humans. Like we train. As from rocks, you know, banging rocks on sticks and starting fires, we managed to train dogs. They can do right. incredible things. They can get you a drink out of the fridge now. Like, yeah. at the very least, they would be, like, servants, right? right. Mm-hmm. And then they just show them as, like, these dumb pack animals. But over a thousand years, that's the best they've been able to do. But nobody yeah. thinks to maybe do anything that's... else. Like, maybe make them get me my food. Especially yeah. since get the, me the newspaper would have been really smart. Right. You know, they would have been, well, as smart as we are, I guess, but, right. like, they would have been 21st century levels of intelligence. Yeah, right. That's know? right. We'd still be speaking in words. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't speak, like, French, but I do know that French people are probably intelligent, you know? So, like, I think the Cyclos <laughs> would be able to determine, like, this seems like an advanced civilization. They're not just cows. And they seem like they were, like, much, much more susceptible to... A nuclear explosion than humans. Oh yeah, because a single nuke. It seemed like small nuclear nuclear weapon that the extinctified guy them. That yeah. blew up their entire planet. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. it. the The film ends with complete uh, genocide. <laughs> I mean, they are the bad guys, but still, they blew up their entire planet. I mean, for all. for a galaxy faring civilization. I struggle to believe that somewhere during their development, something radioactive didn't accidentally Blow hit their planet, their planet. Yeah, or some right. scientist is like, oh, what's this? And then annihilates their planet. It right. just seems well, like, like how, it's too much of a... fuel your intergalactics? With gold. Travels. With gold. Gold, be, obviously. Yeah, must be. Well, teleportation. Right. But like... Oh, right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, you would think you would need some sort of vision to tr- to travel. Maybe that's the Star Trek. <laughs> like, I, I can't think of any other fuel source that would last long enough to travel that far of a distance. Yeah. And but the moral of the story is this is not a story worth watching. No. Don't no, watch it with friends it. unless you really don't like them. <laughs> you can use it as punishment for a bad bet. That's a good idea. Yeah. Make your kids watch it if they get F's in school. Yes. Yep. Make them sit through the whole thing. You can thing. say, look, if you don't get good grades, you're going to end up like, what's his name? Curl? Tar? Turl. And you're going to have your arm blown off because you're stupid. You're not going <laughs> to feel it. You're not even going to really react. You're going to kind of look mildly curiously at where your arm was. So do you know this, like who the screenplay writer was? Yeah, so uh, there was a guy named J.D. Shapiro. 
I believe, who was the original screenwriter. Um, and the studio wanted him to make a bunch of change. The, the studio, which I assume is short for John Travolta, mm. uh, wanted him to make changes, and he didn't want to make the changes, and so they brought in some guy who has... So he did the honorable thing. They brought in <laughs> a new guy who has done nothing before or since. This is, like, this is... Seriously? Who knows? I don't know who this guy is. He came in and, and did it. And the original screenwriter has talked about the fact that the script that he left, the screenplay that he left, didn't look anything like what the final thing came oh, from. Man. He said there was no... Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. the tough it's thing is, is like so the dialogue so is terrible. Bad. It is filmed so terribly. But, I mean, these are award-winning actors. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, yeah, I just, true, I, yeah. I don't understand. Like, they almost were, like, recognized while they were moving, or while they were doing it, how bad it was, and were just phoning it in, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I, I know as an actor, you can probably only do so much with the dialogue you're given. But it's almost like they weren't even trying. Yeah. Or they were turning it up to 11 and just trying too hard to say right. it. Well, I just yeah. feel like it was so important to Travolta to, to get it, it done. Mm -hmm. and, he, so he... and I imagine he's probably charismatic and you know got everybody all excited about it and stuff. I don't know him in real life, but I can imagine that's probably what right. happened. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, we're doing this. Travolta's all in and it's Star... This is Travolta Star Wars and... Yeah, they're probably like, oh, this is gonna be great. So I guess the, I guess the question that I have is like, could this story have been a good movie? Like, could it have the, been told the, better? Yeah, like so. Let's say that the the book is any good, or the story. Right. If this story is any. Could good. it have been told better than it is? Yes. Yeah, could yeah. could someone uh, under a different helm could this have been a good movie? Mm. Yeah. Because you do have award winning actors. Mm -hmm. Does anybody want to volunteer to read the book? <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that it was over a thousand pages, oh, so it's quite, it's lengthy. My understanding it's, is he it's a, mostly just ooh-ooh-ah-ah, ah, like It takes a little while to get into the language. <laughs> My understanding is that he was a pulp science fiction writer, so I, right. so I, I feel like those were probably a little light on mm -hmm. oh, yeah. plot. And, uh, it, this was, I mean, this feels pulpy. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Anyway. Wikipedia says that the the movie's product you know production budget was uh seventy three million, which is overstated. Right. It also talks a little bit about how it was um the financial problems or whatever, and I think the final box office was around twenty nine point seven million. Right. It which was well below what the cost the the movie to, to release. I know it had skating reviews mm -hmm. and I know there was a lot of because of the Scientology uh, connection in Hollywood, a lot of people didn't want to go see right. it. And it just had a lot of negative word of mouth. And to be honest, the Scientology stuff aside, the movie's just not good. Right. It's just yeah. not it's good. Bad on its own. So I've yeah, heard it's that bad on its own. Over, altogether, <laughs> it's made over $150 million now because of people who want to see it to say they've seen it. Okay. Uh, we Basically. Just, you just contributed $4. I just contributed yeah, $4. Yeah, people like us. So, so don't anyway. do what we did. Yeah. Don't, don't do Or do it if, you, if you're a masochist. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that was that was a really unfortunate thing because I think feel like a lot of the movies we'll watch will probably be like this was really fun, mm -hmm. and but look, terrible. we have this is our second podcast. We've got a, a range now. We've got Cool as Ice on one end and Battlefield Earth on the other. I think Cool as Ice yeah. is the benchmark, right? Right. Yeah, and something we can, that's fun and bad. I just this is like our, 
You could have a get together with your friends and watch Cool as Ice, and you'd have a great time. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you get yes. together. With your friends. I feel like I feel yeah. like we had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. But, but we, but for entirely the wrong reasons. You know how <laughs> we had fun in spite right. of the movie. You right. Can, you can listen to a podcast in the faster speed mode. I wanted to watch this in faster speed mode so I could get through it. Right, just get and it done. You just can't really do that with a movie, unfortunately. Yeah. The but. swipes and the camera angles—they were just. It's a dialogue. I, I, th- I think at one point I'm like, this is painful. It was painful. And uh, it was, yeah. Like, I, I would still recommend Cool as Ice as a fun movie to watch. I would not recommend this well, one. Well, and the bummer about this one, too, is like, give me one quotable line that you could, like, toss out with your friends. Cool as Ice? Like, one, his jacket is covered you see him with, like, now. amazing stuff. Like, he's got so many great lines that you can roll with. Like, I don't, like, what is one line you could take from this movie? Well, I guess we could call each other Rat Brain. Rat Brain, okay. Even that just said, like, my kids wouldn't even, like, go down to that level and call each other Rat Brains. It's not good. every time we laugh. <laughs> You're quoting. Are you movie? laughing in Cyclo? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Well, that, that's doubly bad because I just watched Tarzan yesterday, the Disney one. Uh-huh. So I hear, I hear the ooh. Ah, it just makes me think when Jane says she's going to stay with Tarzan. So I was mm-hmm. like, that was a bad connection. But <laughs> cool. <sighs> that was Battlefield Earth. Yeah. Don't see it. Yeah. It's uh. It's it's. Can only get better. <laughs> 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 get better oh man, good. Bad movies worse reviews. Bad movies worse reviews. Oh yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post?